we're, we're back? I can't believe it. Paxton has disappeared already. Welcome to the space between the notes. He's back now. I'm back. I'm very sorry. Very sorry. Had some technical difficulties to start off this season. Immediately. Can't you, can you tell the standard we hold ourselves to here at uh, the space between the notes? Can't you tell like the just the professionalism we have? We're back. We're back. I can't believe it. We have I actually so, so many yeah. technical difficulties. It's really hard to uh yeah, uh, um, words. Yeah, no, we're we're back. Um, frankly, I, I think we owe everybody an apology. We we knew better than to leave you alone for that long. Yeah, we know yeah. people. You know, obviously, people come up to me on the street uh, daily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at the TTC. Yeah, yeah. Be- beautiful, beautiful uh, people approach me on the street and they say, you know, Alex, I had such a great time listening to the space between the notes last semester on Spirit Live. Is there any way? You know, would you do me a personal favor and come back next fall? And uh, I say, <laughs> as I as I often do, uh, yes, indeed, yo. And uh, yes, indeed, and, yo. Yeah, and here yeah. we are. And, and they describe the various ways in which, like, it's fundamentally changed their lives. Yeah, like it fixed it's, their uh, marriage. Uh, it it really brought them closer together with their kid or with their parents. Uh, they changed their career because of because of our show. Uh, it's it's a spiritual it's a spiritual experience. They did not let us on real Toronto radio. A decision that uh, the the citizens of Toronto have since found, you know, saddening, disheartening. But oh my gosh, I'm too. I'm I'm, I'm getting some technical feedback that I'm Unbel- too. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Well, I, you know, I, 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 you know, we've been we've been <laughs> rambling for. Yeah, we gotta start. We gotta get started and hope to God that. Uh, no more technical difficulties arise. So this so, is between the notes. Uh, we're back. Uh, if you don't know who we are, uh, that is understandable. For the best, uh, I, would, I would actually argue. This is yeah. a music show. Uh, Paxton and I have very delicately, thoughtfully uh, listened to three <laughs> different albums uh, over the past week, or in my case, over the past like 16 hours. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and we're here. We're going to discuss them with you. We have many, many thoughts to share. Uh, yes. Uh, and many of them centering around our first album of the week, which is an album by the English rock band Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures. Um, if you've not heard this album, you've certainly seen this album on a t-shirt. On a t-shirt, album. yeah. Yeah. Um, or at a poster in somebody's dorm room that you probably regretted visiting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they were an English rock band formed in the late mid to late 70s. Uh, they consisted of uh, vocalist Ian Curtis, uh, guitarist, keyboardist Bernard Sumner, uh, a bassist and a drummer. Uh, and what's interesting is that uh, this band actually went on to, after the tragic death of their lead singer, formed the uh, 80s synth pop new wave band New Order. Uh, so it's been interesting to follow the, the stark differences uh, in, uh, in these. Uh, in these two bands, Alex, I'm going to have you take over. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Paxton, a track by track because I'm getting more technical difficulty concerns. Well, Paxton, I encouraged to spend uh, eight thousand dollars on a, an audio studio. Yeah, like apparently that did not. <laughs> yeah, uh, he 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 spurned my uh, advice. He decided yeah, he was am, not willing to spend that much money. Yeah, uh, I am coming to you live from a Nokia flip phone. Uh, so this album uh, came out in um, 1979 and was recorded and mixed over three weekends. So less than a week of total time. 
Yeah. Um, frankly, you can tell. Uh, yeah. And it went on to be, it's, it's considered one of the most important sort of uh, post-punk albums, Robert Christgau, an A-. Enemy Bobby, Pitchfork. he's back! <laughs> Enemy and Pitchfork, a perfect 10 out of 10. Um, again, if you just go on any major music, music sites, you know, greatest albums of all time, there's somebody that is uh, gently singing the praises of this album. Uh, 40th greatest album of all time, according to NME. And uh, 15th, according to Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Oh, consistently Rolling Stone. terrible. Yeah, so we begin with the first song, Disorder, and surprise, it's good. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. It's, it's, it sets it's a good. high standard that the rest it's of the good. album <laughs> fails could never possibly fails to meet. Yeah, it, it is good. It's got a nice little fun guitar. The drums are good. You think, oh, this is a little upbeat. The lyrics are not upbeat, but the, the instrumentation is, is nice. And you're thinking, well, maybe, maybe the, the boys at Reddit. You know, maybe they were right about something. Reddit.com. Turns out they were not. Uh, we then proceed to Day of the Lords, which has this really grating, whining guitar riff that um, I could not deal with, combined with the chorus just being a man, a grown man, wailing. Where will it end for what was about four minutes, but what felt like 25? Uh, do we have any thoughts on these first two songs, Alex? I I'm, I I struggle mightily to remember any single thing about like it is all all the songs blend together, uh, and that doesn't like they're not all terrible, they're they're okay. I mean, Day of the Lords, Disorder, yeah. you liked more than I did. I thought it was pretty good. I was like, if the rest of the album is like this, I'll be happy. Day of the Lords is fine. It's uh. Where 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 will it end? Of course, is the question. I just uh, I struggle mightily in me most aspects of my life, including having listened to this album. Then then there's Candidate, yes. which you had some fun speculation about. I yeah I I uh yeah this is a song. It's trying to make a political statement, um, and. Uh, it's it's really it's failing at doing so uh, <laughs> comparing the demise of a romantic relationship to a candidacy which is frankly uh a bit Mr. of a speaker a bit of a loose analogy uh but i like to think it's about jimmy carter look this album formed in 1976 yeah. carter was re-elected or was running for re-election he did not get re-elected no he lost <laughs> some bad history on my part ronald running, reagan running for re-election against no no, Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. Yeah, everybody's everybody's uh, absolute favorite neoliberal. I say with pounds of sarcasm. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, insight, I, New Dawn. I, we go uh, across this album, and I don't exaggerate when I say like everything on this album sounds the same. Yeah, but not in a good way. Like it's not like oh, it's cohesive, it's fun. It's like no, this album is not good. There's a lot of really nice guitar riffs, but the singing performance leaves a lot to be desired. It kind of comes across as a bit mopey and a bit like moany. Like there's no energy or charisma behind it. It's just a man wailing into a mic. The uh, uh, <laughs> much like I am at this point with my pirate radio mic. Yeah, with your your Pringles can microphone. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, yes. 
It's it's sort of it's sort of like the 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 Jeff Mangum experience here. It's just a yes. man moaning into the microphone. Just moaning into the microphone. Yeah, I will not sully Joy Division by comparing them to anything that uh, Neutral Milk Hotel did. But uh, it's, it's one of their good. two albums. Yeah, in one of their two. Yeah, both bands that only had two albums. Um, uh, yeah, I this album overall, like if you really like a lot of. Like, like if you really like whatever the Sex Pistols or like the Clash, then I guess give this a listen because it's a little post punky. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, realistically, nobody should be that nobody head over be, heels for the Sex Pistols or the Clash or the that Clash. Matter. Yeah. You know, I Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight. If that's your musical peak, like you're in rough shape. Blitzkrieg Bop is more known for being played at, you know, OHL games than for being an actual <laughs> significant contribution to popular Blitzkrieg music. Bop. Blitzkrieg, Blitzkrieg fucking Bop. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I have very little to say about this album. Like, I, I hate to disappoint, but this is like, I went into this thinking, well, this is a really no, I, 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 I This is the only reason I do this show is to disappoint. Uh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. There's a song I, called She Lost Control where the, the entire 80% of the song is she's lost control again. She's lost control yeah, again. She's, and one can only begin to speculate what she yeah. has lost control of. Her self-restraint after hearing the McRib has returned is frankly what I would what I would speculate. I think we need to move on to Pulp. This album is not you good. Just, you want to skip the rest of Unknown Pleasures? <laughs> We can move well, on. Well, I think it's funny that the album ends with a song called I Remember Nothing, which right. is exactly, how I, exactly feel. how I feel about this album. Because usually we have quite a bit to say about a given album. But I don't exaggerate when I say, like, I don't remember. If you played the instrumental to any of these songs and said, what song does that instrumental, like, attach to? Yeah. I Like, if, like one of those, like, uh, exams where, like, you connect the concept to a letter or whatever, like, I would yeah. not. I would not. I would fail. I would fail the the unknown yep. pleasures exam. I would fail out of you know Joy Division one hundred. <laughs> Joy, yeah, Joy Division and its discontents. Um, New Order though, good band. So you know something good. Well, it something is good, you know good. Eventually, was created by these. This you've got to start asking questions when your band is improved by the death of your lead singer. Like that is, you that you've got to start asking some tough questions there. But in any case. We're moving on to Pulp. Oh, boy. We're moving on to Pulp. Um, well, you know, much like the Beatles would have been, uh, but we can speculate on yeah, that. We can, Pax yeah. and I have a bit of... Pax and I have... Yeah, of, yeah, Alex and I. I have Pax and Alex and I have a bit of a theory about... We'll, we'll get into our John yeah. Lennon falling yeah, into that, a that can, Our John Lennon sort of mythos. Yeah, disappearing. Can, yeah. <laughs> get into it later. <laughs> our myth building. Uh, we move on to Pulp, which was our album for the 80s and 90s. Um, they were an English rock band formed in Sheffield in 1978. Uh, and that's kind of the most ridiculous thing. I think that's the first thing we should say. This band was formed in 1978 and did not have a commercial breakthrough until 1994. You so got to stay with it. You, Yeah, I think that's a bit of survivorship bias because there's definitely a universe where they like stay together until 2003 before like really like just like, you know. Yeah, getting together they're one of those bands that somehow has like five commercial releases and the nine greatest hits albums, and you're sort of wondering <laughs> yeah, how like this all works. Half of the half of like any of their greatest hits albums is like three different remixes of the same song. 
yeah, it's like the, it's the a, dance remix of pencil yeah, the, skirt. <laughs> the EDM, yeah, it's the EDM remix of of Karma Chameleon. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he comes and goes. He comes and goes. Yeah, it's like chopped up. Um, complete side note: Don't make EDM remixes of songs that like are older than twenty five years old. Like that's just that's I don't know that the, the dance remix of keeping the faith is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pretty. maybe I'll make it. Maybe I'll make it more than forty. But Pulp were a uh, British band that sort of became one of the bigger Britpop bands, uh, known as the Britpop Big Four with Oasis, Blur, and Suede. Um, <laughs> the big one, really. <laughs> yeah, really, the big one and a half. Like, I'll give Blur half an album, but um, different class is their fifth album. Came out in 1995, had tons of commercial and critical success. Uh, NME called it the sixth greatest album ever recorded in the history of of music. It, it's it's the sixth. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, uh, it deals with a lot of themes surrounding uh, class divides in England at the time, which are fairly common for a lot of Britpop bands and albums. A lot of the songs' lyrics also very much take like a middle class or lower class like storytelling angle to it. Yeah, um, and yeah, in terms of like the production, like it's it's a bit like gritty, but not because it's poorly made. It, it's it it intentionally tries to be a bit a bit loose, uh, and yeah, it, it it was a huge hit. Critics loved it. Uh, Pitchfork nine point three out of ten. A little less enthusiastic than they were about Joy Division. And uh, we begin with Miss Shapes. Miss Shapes immediately, the, like fifteen seconds into the song, I was like, wow, they really they just trumped an entire Joy Division album. Yeah, on, on one track, and they did. Yeah, Miss Shapes did. Uh, kicks ass. It's awesome. Uh, it is good. No, it it is it is Paul, quite good. Paul, Paul came to play. If you had any doubts, and I I certainly did. If you had any doubts about Paul <laughs> and their ability to come in, uh, put the hammer to the hard wood, so to speak. Yeah, uh, you know, put yeah, the barrel put on nose, the wall. Yeah, put their nose to the grindstone. Yeah, yeah. Put, w- let yeah. the rubber meet the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any. <laughs> Any of that, uh, I think they dispelled it right off the bat. Uh, but then immediately <laughs> bring your they, doubts back yeah, with, with pencil, pencil skirt, skirt, which is, which is a little bit too creepy for my taste. It's, uh, it's, it's, how do I even phrase this? Pencil skirt is, is, is not good. I, I was studying while listening to these first two albums. And so I went back and revisited pencil skirt and was like, oh, yeah, this is really bad. Um, it's, uh, I mean, if you can't tell by the title, uh, a woman's skirt plays a central role in the fixation of our uh, songwriting protagonist. And it's, uh, it's very creepy. It's, it's not a good song. Should have been left on the cutting room floor. It was, uh, but the end, like the entire chorus is super, super creepy. But then the last like three seconds of it is super catchy. So I'm like, man, if you had just made the lyrics not actively terrible this would have been a pretty good song yeah then it, it might have been okay uh i think i think we then move on to common people this was a huge hit and um if you uh take a take a glance at some of uh, some of the internet's most uh, beloved online forums there are people that will 
by that yeah. I mean r slash indie heads. They, they, they will go to bat this. for this. They will go to bat for this. They have their. I I have read multiple uh, people refer to this as one of the greatest anthems of all time, which I think is a bit of an exaggeration. It's a solid song. It's not. It is better uh, than the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, it, that's not a hard. <laughs> Look, you know yeah. what? It, uh, look, honestly, me, in this look, case, like I, I am willing to pinch hit. I'm willing to go to bat for it too. I thought this was I, awesome. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was being compared to national anthems. But yeah, I think I would take this over Francis Scott Key's uh, greatest hits album. <laughs> would you take it? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. You know, God Save the Queen, obviously a classic, a modern classic. Yeah, although, <laughs> yeah, modern being, you know. Yeah. Being used in the in the postmodern sense, yeah. Um, well, common people. The whole thing is he's he's met this you know very rich yeah woman who old money yeah yeah that she wants to live like the common people and yeah. he sort of builds up this like resentment for her for this attitude and yeah. how he he feels like you know you don't you don't really want to be you'll never know you won't understand yeah because she's kind of taking like a bit of a of uh, like an exotic attitude towards like lower class people she's like oh yeah. what do they do and like well, what are their living habits there i like, remember mm-hmm. there's this phenomenon uh back in i i don't know the exact time period i believe like early mid industrial revolution in, in yes. like london where rich yes. people were you know, sightseeing in the slums which Jesus. is like it's terrible exactly yeah. what this song reminded me of yeah. like this woman's like oh i want to you know i want to i want to I watch the the commoners at work this is this is the song equivalent of if you've ever watched those videos of like like oprah or ellen or like pick your like daytime like talk show like asking yeah, dr phil yeah uh asking a billionaire um like what they think you know a like bag of apples costs and they're like way off yeah 50 dollars yeah yeah 75 dollars for a tide pod these are macintoshes these are yeah these are these are granny smith you need those for baking that that pumps up the value um (laughs) you you need these you need these for i don't care what you're baking granny smith apples we then moved to i spy um I did not like it. It was, it was he awesome. brought back he brought back like the whisper singing the whisper first, voice first part of it, and I don't I I think he should have left that on pencil skirt. Um, and also here's the problem with a lot of this album: there's good songs, but the the choruses just don't snap as hard as they did with Oasis and Blur. I just I can't help but naturally compare them as I'm listening it's to the big four. The big four. I mean, I don't know Suede. Suede is sort of you know exempt from my criticisms because I I don't have the ability to criticize Suede of all bands. Maybe later this semester by fate we'll draw Suede. We'll draw Suede. No, see, yeah. I actually thought the chorus on this was pretty good. The whisper voice I thought wasn't as uh, egregious as it was on Pencil Skirt. At the end of the it chorus, he's like, "And I spy." It's like, oh wow, oh wow. Yes. <laughs> oh my. Oh my goodness gracious me! This man is. Lo- he is, he is spying. He's locked in. He's locked he's, in love. Believe me, I was having some... Is he really spying? Yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah, like, he has to reassure you. Yeah. Um, Disco 2000, yeah. one of the most strange plot lines to write a song about. Absolutely. About a guy <laughs> who has a crush on his childhood best friend, uh, but they never do anything about it because she doesn't like him. 
and then it breaks down into a dance chorus <laughs> where they discuss yeah. meeting up in the year 2000 once they are all grown up to Which, see what things are like. It's like, holy long walk for a short drink of water, Paul. Like, just, what a bizarre concept for a song. I also just want to point out, right, the lead singer of this band who wrote the songs was born in 1963, so he was 31 when this album came out. So he, he's like, we can meet when we're all grown up when I'm 37 years old. Well, I mean, they hadn't had a commercial hit yet. It's very possible he hadn't moved out of his parents' house yet. Yeah. That is true. And then he's sort of like, boy, you know, like it's a good instrument and there's some good guitar there. But we do need to talk about the fact that he began the second verse with you were the first girl at school to get breasts. And Martin said that you were the best. The boys all love you, but I was a mess. Those are not bars. Those are not bars. I would would never trust Martin for his opinion. (laughs) I also wouldn't trust. Anybody in this band when it comes to discussing women, this album is horny in a very strange way. Yeah. The, um, we then yeah, move curiously on. horny yeah. for a bunch of yeah. 30 year old dudes. <laughs> for a bunch of 30 year old men looking back in time. Um, get out of your pa- get out of your parents' basement and release a real album. But we then yeah. move on to live. At least Beth. what's the story morning glory, you yeah. cowards? Yeah, why didn't you do it? You had time. You formed in 1978. I don't even think that <laughs> you yeah, could have beat like, them to it a good five years <laughs> earlier. Yeah, this band was formed when like Noel and Liam Gallagher were like learning how to like, you know, learning like linear equations, right? I mean, like, <laughs> they, they had such a head start. And Paul quadratics. The ball. Yeah, the quadratics. Um, live bed show, it's okay. Like, I, I don't really have live bed show, I have nothing terribly important to comment about. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it's, it's yeah, fine. it's good. Something changed. I actually quite liked. I thought it was one of the better songs in the album. Um, I I thought the chorus was solid. It was. It's sort of you know about this uh, this relationship that has come and gone, uh, like the karma chameleon, like the karma <laughs> chameleon, like the concord, like. Uh, yeah, we, we never got Pulp's thoughts on uh, transatlantic, uh, transoceanic, supersonic flights. Yeah, no. We, How do they we feel about move. the sonic booms over Oklahoma City? We'll never know. We yeah, will never we know. Sorted for Ease and Whiz, which is the next song on the album, is one of the strangest titles. It reminds um, me a lot of being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. <laughs> like, it's got the same sort of vibe to it. It is, 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 it is very... Uh, late 19th century circus kind of situation. Um, yeah, there's a there's an interesting little like uh, staccato percussion. If you re- remember what I'm referring to in it, that that stuck out. But for the most part, it's not good. Uh, it's just okay. Feeling called love, I could not stand it. This song spent two and a half minutes. It took minutes off my life to build up to nothing. It I. I have nothing but vitriol towards feeling called love. <laughs> but what I think is really funny is that the title is in all caps, uh, just yeah, like, like a, Kendrick, like a Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> yeah, like a damn track. Yeah. 30 years I, later. Yeah, we we can trace back, uh, you know, the whole like lower caps or all caps song title trend all the way back to this song on Pulp's Different Class, folks. Yeah, Thank you're you welcome. Guys. 
Yeah, never, yeah, never let anyone tell you we don't know anything about music. <laughs> yeah, for one of the most annoying trends in music. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, we then moved to Underwear, which is a interesting song. Um, it's about underwear. It's it's about uh, these. Uh, it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. It's about this hookup that is about to happen, uh, and discussing sort of the cold feet that people get uh yeah sometimes when uh when engaging in casual relations when they're about to cheat on their uh... yeah and it's uh it 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 really it toes the line it's a little creepy but paxton do you feel guilty when you cheat on your lovers and then write a song about it oh my gosh yeah what what i I, I, unlike eric clapton i do (laughs) um we're gonna meet up in the year 2030. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but I'm like, but I, well, when I'm 30. But um, uh, <laughs> it took me a moment to remember Quick that. Was, yeah, it took me a moment to remember I was not born in 1987. Um, <laughs> we moved to Monday morning, which I think in my mind kind of almost takes place after underwear, like it's a walk of shame song. Yeah. Uh, you know, just walking down the street back to your apartment at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, a little hungover, yeah. that's the kind of vibe. We then get to Bar Italia. I don't really know what they were talking about here, but no. I liked it. No I, clue, I liked but it, it sounded good. Good. good song. So overall, this is this is a solid album. Like it's got some misses, but for the most part, like there's nothing terribly offensive on this album. I would and take a much bullet better. Pulp. It's much better than Joy Division. <laughs> um, yeah. you've got a fan for life. Absolutely. Okay, let's uh let's settle down. Uh, we then move to our third album of the week, which is Emotion by Canadian singer-songwriter Carly Rae Jepsen. Shout out to Mission British Columbia, as I just checked. Um, so she really put them on the map. So uh, obviously <laughs> she became huge with Call Me Maybe, which was a hit that everybody that was alive at the time and had some form of consciousness will remember for better and for worse. Um and even even a couple people who were comatose. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll stick in their craw. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it it this Pumped was in through the iron lung. Absolutely, this is sort of the album that people were going to. People staked, you know, a lot on this album. As you know, is she just a one hit wonder? Yada yada yada. This album comes out, and what's interesting is that you know it's characterized by a lot of '80s sort of sounds. It very much reminds me of. Uh, 1989 by Taylor Swift. There's a very similar vibe that both those albums are going to. A lot of horny going on. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of simping, a lot of 80s synths, a couple of horns. Uh, yeah. This came out and actually in general commercially was not that successful. But in retrospect, people have uh, people have really flocked to this album. And uh, it's, it's critical standing has changed in retrospect. Paste Magazine called it the best pop album of the 2010s. Wow. Uh, Rolling Stone said it was the 50th best album of the 2010s. Pitchfork called it the 47th. And uh, it made 30th on the genius communities 100 best albums of the 2010s. Uh, yeah, and even, even at the end of, by the end of that same year, some people were, were, were singing its praises. So it, it was a grower, folks. Stop it run away with me. And I thought, that, I thought it went stupid. I just I thought she went criminal with it. Like I have no I have no <laughs> somebody qual. lock her up. Yeah, I have no qual. It has this very uh, Kate Bushy 
horn riff at the beginning. And then the lyrics are very sort of rom-com Bruce Springsteen. I can get you out of this town. Uh, run away with me. And it, it, it's great. <laughs> Please. It's great. It goes, it goes, it goes crazy. I liked it. It's a good song. We then move to Emotion, um, which the, the title track, the title track, of course, um, is sort of her pleading with a with a, a man to uh, recognize the potential uh, and all that they could do with this emotion. And yeah, it's she, solid. She's trying to get a scholarship at UC Irvine. Actually, this is her pitch. Like, Coach, you know I love the game. She's, she's calling the deed. Yeah, the emotion she's referring to is like her ability. Like, she's like applying for like a creative writing program. She's like, look at, I bear my heart and soul with the pen. Look yeah. at all these big words. Look at the prose. Look at the prose. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's an anthem for all you guys writing. I, I used a motif like Arthur <laughs> Miller. <laughs> you used a motif. It's I work at, every time I write an academic essay, like a formal history paper, I, I work yeah. in a motif. I start every paragraph like the bell rings softly in the distance. And yeah. The next paragraph is like the bell rings again, this time slightly louder. My professors are so blown away by my genius that they give me it's like 100%. The bell rings slightly louder and then period. And then your next sentence is entirely unrelated. Like yeah. the next sentence is like, in when we 19... analyze, you know, the dispersion of u-boats in the in the yeah. adriatic sea like it's operation desert storm is with white yes but widely you know neville chamberlain has been widely called a mistake uh but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it's solid uh the next song is i really like you i vaguely remember this being a hit it it's, was a huge it's a okay. huge hit it, it's okay i mean I the chorus be better if it had a better chorus. I'm going to be honest with you. Because be better I like if the, I hadn't heard it a million zillion trillion quadrillion quintillion times. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the Alex is actually quoting actual Spotify streaming numbers. The first song to ever hit a quintillion streams. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. Post. You've heard it here, folks. Post. I I need coffee. Uh, we move wow. on to Gimme Love. Oh, which, I need coffee. I need coffee. I need coffee. Oh, talk to me before I've had my oh. coffee. Oh my God! You know what? Let me play off. Let me play off a gaff in in a way that allows. That wasn't to a gaff. That was a, that was a comical misplay. Yeah, it was. It was me. Was, it was a blunder. Yeah, it was me just like driving through the the divider of the freeway and just <laughs> soaring, soaring over the edge of a cliff. Oh we then moved to We Love. Um, it's it's solid. Yeah, I think the thing is most of this album is good. Like there's there's a couple of songs that I can't really tell you I remember that well, but Give Me Love is another example. Like it was a solid song. All that, uh, she slows the tempo down a little bit. She brings in the piano and she starts to sing about how she wants this man to uh, prove to her that, you know, she is all the all the praises he sings of her, you know. Yeah. Um, she's doing a lot of uh, pining, a lot of yearning, a lot of longing, if you will, on this album. If uh, you will, if you will, and that is as if that was by... a complicated point. <laughs> <laughs> as if, like, as if, like, I was like walking on like unstable ground. Like, people might find this yeah. really, like, yeah, this really, was a like, very controversial take. Yeah, she's doing a lot of yearning, if you will, if you'll grant me the premise. Yeah, um, she then moves to boy problems. Boy problems went stupid. I don't have any words. Like, yeah, she's just she... thinking about how uh, she and 
uh, other people often experience issues with men and how yeah. the people in her life are tired of hearing about her vent about men. Yeah. But unfortunately, all the same, she has boy problems. She has boy and problems. I was actually the subject of this song, if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, because, like, yeah, but it's not like a romantic thing. It's like you didn't hand in your annotated bibliography for the group project. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's upset about yeah her her boy problem is that i took the last you know butterscotch snack pack and she was stuck with chocolate in the cafeteria line yeah her, her problem is you took all the gushers and left her with the welch's snacks <laughs> um so good song that's fun making the most of the night um it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, your type. I quite liked your type. It was like the most yearning she does on this album. Well, yeah, that's she the was, thing. She's being a huge pick me girl on on this this particular song is like a pick me girl anthem because she's wailing about how I know I'm not like the type of girl for you, but like we should still be together. And it's like you know what? I'll give you this one, Carly. I'll give you this one. Uh, this album does. It's it's interesting because there's nothing terrible on this album except for LA hallucinations. We'll get there in a second. Well, but the problem, is a lot of the themes and the sounds kind of keep popping up, and it's like, yeah, we get it, we get it. Bit. All right, the boys are, you know, everyone is out to get you, Carly. The game is doing you wrong, Carly. We the game has not been fair to you. No, I was just gonna say your type. I feel like if you took your type and threw it through a wormhole into an alternate dimension, you know, <laughs> light years and light years away. <laughs> You end up with "Creep" by Radiohead, <laughs> like they're the same yeah. song. Yeah, I want. We need to like develop like a spectrum and like figure out where this song "Creep," uh, you know, Marvin's Room, yeah, uh, the majority of the Weekends discography, like Paul Anka, anything, Paul Anka, anything he did, Johnny Mathis for the for the octogenarians in our audience. Um, but your type was good. I liked it. She's 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 pining. Let's get lost. Solid. LA Hallucinations. She misses. She misses on LA Hallucinations. Such a terrible name for a song. It's a bad name for a song. I get the point. Like moving to LA, coming of age, everything's a blur because you're partying all the time and it's such a new environment. Like, and I, I get that she's discussing something other than like men playing her, but <laughs> it's not a good song. No, it's just sort of like. L.A. Hallucination sounds like a photo exhibit I wouldn't go see at the National yeah. Gallery. Yes, it sounds like oh, a, a photo. It sounds it, like a, it's, it's a reflection of a, a taxi in the rain. <laughs> L.A. Hallucinations. The it's, City uh, yeah. of Angels. It's actually a dispensary in Oakville, fun fact. If, if, um, she, if she had just said that, just like the City of Angels were lost. Angeli. Yeah, that was it for better for 20 music. seconds for 20 seconds. Like like yeah. the last woohoo for the Pullman. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> a deep cut. A deep cut on that one. We then moved to Warm Blood, and uh it's it's solid. I like Warm Blood. It's got that classic 2010s pop album distorted voice that you immediately recognize from a trillion different songs. It's obviously distorted, but I kind of like to think in my head, it's just one dude. Like just providing these baritone yeah. computer voices on every album, uh, and he's like, he's getting so much money. It's mad. Um, 
It's Mad Lib. It's yeah, it's it's Mad Lib. And when they don't get Mad Lib, fun fact, Michael Sarah. Uh we move to when I needed you, which is a solid closer. Yeah, this is like I don't know. I don't really have anything like overwhelmingly negative to say about this album. She should have good, it's good. But it's good and it's got some bangers. And yeah, thanks, Carly. Yeah, she's got an incredible voice. She does have a killer voice, and this is very much like if you again, like if you enjoyed 1989, you will like this album because it's very much that like neo retro situation. Like it's wow, modern, neo it, and retro. Like, yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like it's a modern it's a album combination. Yeah, if you will, if you will. <laughs> but, um, um, it's very much doing that sort of 80s heavy synth thing. It's got some really good choruses, and uh, Boy Problems goes absolutely dummy, and so does Run Away With Me. So, yeah, I'm waiting for the Bruce Springsteen cover of Run Away With Me and Boy Problems, to be fair. But what uh, is Bruce up to if not writing? Maybe he's the voice, the alternate. If not writing Carly Ray Jepsen, <laughs> it's Bruce Springsteen. That money really dried up after, uh, after <laughs> Nebraska. And he, he found himself <laughs> needing a paycheck. We need to do an album draw, ladies and gentlemen, because I did not draw the albums before the show as I usually do. So yeah. Alex. Paxton, in an act of pure pure hatred, pure malice, decided not to rebellion. draw the albums earlier. Yeah, uh, disrespectful so, act. Uh, <laughs> pure malice. An act of cruelty to the game itself. Uh, do uh, you have so, any... Yeah. No. Please, go on, Alex. I was just going to say, we're going to draw three albums, one from the 60s and 70s, one from the uh, 80s and 90s, and one from the aughts and the 2010s. And we are going to, uh, we're going to listen to them. Uh, We encourage you, uh, valued listener, to do the same. Please Uh, listen along. You you will listen. You will. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure we're giving you much of a choice. No, this is... but yeah. believe, and if you think, oh, you know, this is my choice to make, it, it, it is not. We uh, is not. <laughs> we have ways of making things happen. You better sleep with one eye open. <laughs> and by that, it's by that, it's like Alex and I leaving you voice messages, crying, begging you to listen <laughs> to the album because we need listeners. Like those are our methods. Like Alex, you gotta I, listen to pop. You, <laughs> we need engagement. Okay, Please, for, follow for the, the Twitter. For the, 60s, for the 60s and 70s, uh, Stranger. What? Nope. <laughs> so for the 60s and 70s, it's almost entirely 60s and 70s albums, but I threw a couple of late 50s albums in there because I didn't want to, you know, do any do any decade wrong. <laughs> and we have drawn uh, a Frank Sinatra album. Oh! All hours. We get to visit Old Blue Eyes. We get to visit the moon. The moon. <laughs> So we have In the Wee Small Hours by Frank Sinatra. That's it. We're, we're throwing Frank it all the way Frank the Tank. Big Frankie. Frank the Tank. Shout out to all those Arizona University basketball fans from 2014 for remembering that deep cut if you did. Um, <laughs> all two listeners that remember that. Yeah. Remember we, yeah, we have exactly five listeners and all of them went yeah. to Arizona. Yeah, and all of them were really big fans of Frank the Tank Kaminsky. He was really good on the Suns. He was a big part of those two games. The Bulls. He... Play for the Hornets, Mikey. Oh, no. Oh, oh my no. goodness. All right, so have you done the, the second draw yet? No. I'm, I'm in, it's, it's processing as we speak. Please, Lord. Yeah, Lord our database Lord. is actually millions and millions and millions of songs. It is, it is every album ever released. It, we just happen to draw like generally well acclaimed ones, but it, yeah. it's actually you could release an album on SoundCloud right now, and there's a chance. There's a yeah. chance we'll get to it. We're on a bit of a hot streak right now, as far as you know, 
yeah. our claim goes. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna draw somebody's SoundCloud project. Yeah, I think it'd be funny if we did. Like, if we had a listener base, we don't. But if we were like, send us your SoundCloud project, and we'll review it like it's an actual album worth listening to. Yeah, we just lose listeners by tearing into them. By um, yeah, by destroying them. All right, we're loading the '80s and '90s, folks. It's uh, it's a coming. This this site takes a long time to pick, but it, it won't take so long that it'll be an issue. But yeah, I have I have nothing else. Do you have any comments about the state of music since we last spoke? Do you have any comments on <laughs> anything? How's the game changed? Yeah, exactly. Is there anything you'd like to discuss to kill some uh, dead? No, you know thinking? what? I've been I haven't even listened to uh, Don or his uh, certified lover boy. Uh, uh, both of them not their best work. I have to just. I can't imagine they would be. Uh, yeah. Because the the bar is pretty high, but it it it's just not. And also, part of that is just you know what? To all people engaged in rapping, stop making albums over twenty songs long. Yeah, it does not need to be this way. It doesn't. Double albums or just long albums in general. Double albums are rarely, 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 rarely worth it. Unless your name is Steve Lindhardaway Morris, you should not be making a double album. Okay, we're loading. Like, it's loaded and I'm processing it. This is just a disaster. Oh! We are being paid a visit by somebody who was a, a shining spot in the darkness of our first season. Oh, Kate Bush. We, it is. It's Kate yeah. Bush. <laughs> I love how there were like multiple good albums in that season, but you knew it was Kate Bush. It had to be. It had to be. Kate Bush, never forever. Shout out to Kate. So we're visiting Kate. Uh, I will give yeah, a 12 Adderall. out of 10 to the entire album. Uh, no, but we'll see what after home we're, we're going to England. We're doing like a remote segment, segment where we're coming live from Kate Bush's tea room. From her art studio. Yeah, we're there. We're in. Uh, yeah, we're in her basement. She doesn't know we're there. Uh, and every time we laugh a little bit too loud, uh, we we have to go very quiet for fifteen or thirty seconds, uh, because if she comes down the stairs, she will see us, and we will presumably uh, be shot and killed. Kate Bush, if you had didn't know, a huge proponent of the Second Amendment, never leaves the house without living in England. She's got a Desert Eagle that is. Longer than her arm is. It's like the the, the recoil on it is incredible. It's, uh, you get you get shot like with it. It, it. it looks like you've been revolutionary muskets. That yeah, like, it, it looks like you've been cored like a grapefruit when uh, when one of these bullets hits you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, though no, there's there's a you have, yeah absolutely it blows through like a cannonball. Yeah. Um, it's it's yeah it's yeah it flattens you like a pancake. Uh, yeah, it's like getting hit with a bullet bill in Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> Kate Bush has Kate Bush has an artillery rage in her backyard and in um, her basement. Oh, I like to imagine Kate Bush having like a Doctor No esque sort of like she figures out there's an intruder and like the door locks and the, the basement slowly starts to fill with water. <laughs> yeah, and she like comes in over the intercom. To be like, wow, wow, oh, wow, 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 <laughs> yeah, guess we have. I hope you like swimming <laughs> with the fishes, and then like a shark <laughs> emerges. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, it's always the really corny Bonville jokes, you know. It's you, know, yeah. wow, a little water never killed anybody. <laughs> Important to stay hydrated, Mr. Bond. 
Exactly. And Kate Bush's Kate Bush's we also love like the premise here is that she has let us be like she knows. She's known this whole time. She's just played with us. Unfortunately, Alex, I do have to announce our 2000s and 2010s album. We're going back to the 2000s instead of the 2010s. And we are going to have to listen to Kid A by Radiohead. No! We have two returning returning champ. Well, I'll I'll use the word champions. Yeah, contender maybe it's, yeah it's like it's like those like seasons of survivor where they they bring on all the champions back like that's that's what this week is going to yeah. be except frank frank is in as well he's the yeah this he's, is he's yeah by the first round hell's kitchen second chance yeah frank sinatra kate bush and and tom york and tom york who will be voted immediately <laughs> off the island i have to assume <laughs> I have to assume there's. I guarantee you, what's going to happen? It's not that they're a terrible band. It's oh, that, it isn't. <laughs> well, uh, kind of is, but it's also just that, like, like because if you look at OK Computer, it's like reputation just so far exceeds its merit. Like OK Computer had less bangers. I'm just going to be real with you than this Carly Rae Jepsen album. Yeah, like let's. Let's just let's just keep it. Let's just be honest. And it wasn't close. Yeah, no. It, she put some distance. She, she, started to, <laughs> she started to lap him. Yeah, no. Yeah, and so it's like Kid A will probably have one or two songs that I go, these are really good, and then another, you know, thirteen that will want, make me want to, you know, dig out my own brain with a rusted spoon. So yeah, and yeah. you sort of wish you're back in the doctor. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to be in Cape Bridge's basement did you, being flooded. Did you ever see uh, Diamonds Are Forever? Uh, uh, and there's no, those, those so. there's, two, there's, there's two guys, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid, and they only talk exactly yeah. the way. Like, they try to kill Bond by having him cremated, and then one of them will be like, Looks like it's going to be a little too hot today, Mr. Wint. I couldn't agree more, Mr. Kid. And they float a uh, float away in like a hot air balloon or something like <laughs> like Jules Verne. Yeah, yeah it's, like it's just ridiculous, you know. Yeah, good day for mean... swimming, Mr. Kid. Absolutely, Mr. Wind. And they disappear <laughs> below, the, below the horizon, like below a, the horizon in a, in a yeah Zeppelin or <laughs> yeah in a in a real to life scale paper airplane yeah. Yeah. in a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, <laughs> an, amphibious, an, aqueous, amphibious, an, an aqueous, aquatic, an aquatic Toyota <laughs> You ever seen that ad, the the Flex Seal ad, where they seal up the truck and drive it into the lake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they drive it into the lake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The Bond movies are so. I think the pre-Craig Bond movies just gave so little credibility or care to realism. That they kind of loop around to becoming. They're so hilarious. funny. They're so funny. They're so funny. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Roger Moore, we miss you more and more every day. Not as day goes by. Has he passed? Have we, have we lost yeah, him? Oh, I think he's super dead, isn't he? <laughs> as opposed to just regular dead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't Yeah, he died in 2017. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. So all the so that wait yeah. hold on hold on hold on I've been keeping Moore his memory alive. Connery dead. Uh, Timothy Dalton, I have to assume alive. Pearson Craig obviously alive. You know what? Three out of five, we're okay for now. Yeah, to 
Who'll be the next famous blonde? That's the question. Everybody's I, see, I've been trying to keep Roger Moore's memory alive. I watch A View to a Kill every single day. I, yeah. Uh, to go to I've, sleep. I've, I've memorized every line of oh A View God. to a Kill. Jesus. A View to a Kill. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. The, I'd uh, like to see the Vegas betting odds for the next fall. The, the, the theme was written by Duran Duran. Wait, wow, really? Was yeah. that was that a more I thought that was a Timothy Dalton bomb. That's no, a if you do it that tells you how long he made it. The longevity. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, Roger Moore has like the longevity argument. Like he's the LeBron of the James Bonds. Like he's just he just did it for so long. <laughs> like, like, he puts in the hard work every I think, day. I think, this, I think at this point though, Craig also has the longevity argument because like his first bond came out when we were four years old. And Craig's, like now I have student loans. So Craig's bond though is really just a device to sell Heineken, though. He doesn't really do anything else. <laughs> Famously. Famously. Like, and Q, Q, when he goes to Q, like yeah. all the Q shows him is just different, like Heineken-based devices. Well, there's that scene in Skyfall where he emerges from like the river after falling off the train and he's just <laughs> sitting shirtless drinking a Heineken. There's a scene I, I saw in the new one where he's holding like an, a very uncomfortable grip on a bottle of Heineken, just so you could see the label of it. <laughs> Why are you drinking all this Heineken? I thought you drank martinis. Have you seen the new one? Pardon? Have you seen the new one? No. Oh, folks, if you've seen the new one, let us know what you thought and send uh, me a message at yeah, uh, <laughs> DM us. Uh, find us and DM us, and uh, yeah, let us yeah, know what you track, think. Of, uh, track me down. I I live in Toronto. Just knock on yeah. some doors, you'll find me. Yo, yeah. Uh, but, okay, we've really lost the plot, but that's we lost the plot. But that's it. We're done. And no, uh, it's no, go away. Go away. Get out of here. Yeah, scram. Shut up. Go scram. Away. You, have to, you have a midterm yeah. to do. Scram. Yeah, scram. Come on. What are you doing? Listening to us? Huh? 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 Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, uh, 10 after 2, Fridays. So enough That's time to listen and then, you know, go uh, hit the town, paint it red. We'll try, paint and, it really try and buy whatever, whatever color you choose. We'll be back with uh, Radiohead, with Frank the Tank, and uh, with Kate Bush. So uh, listen yeah. to them. Uh, yeah. Come back next week. We'll be here. Uh, I'll have Mari a better Mart. microphone. You'll have a better <laughs> microphone. Uh, have a wonderful evening. Uh, take care, everybody. Cheers.